the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, 5'2". It's all I need, yeah. And 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. It's Friday night. Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday. Thank you, Jesus. Literally, it's been a crazy week, and I'm glad to get to the end of it, and always super glad to get it to share it with you guys. Uh, we're continuing tonight on our theme. Usually at the end of the week on Friday, at the end of the show, we do a hero of the week and a stink of the week. But tonight's entire show is about heroes and zeros. And I think that uh, uh, who I already had in my mind as nominee for hero of the week, who is who is one of America's heroes this week, is Ivan Provorov. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but this is the Russian what a coinkydink, right? How ironic that it was a, the Russian who refused to stood up for his religious freedoms and refused to wear a shirt, a pride shirt they tried to make him wear. That in and of itself makes him um, a nominee for hero of, of the week and for many people. to. And in fact, update to the story, I think his jersey has sold out. So... <laughs> <laughs> which you got to love that, right? And so I'm super proud and honored to have to continue this story about him because this is such an important story because the left wants you to think in this country that you're on the fringe, uh, that you as a Christian, for whatever beliefs you have, particularly if you believe maybe that homosexuality is a sin and you don't believe five-year-olds should be put on puberty blockers, they try to make you think you're crazy, right? Uh, you're absolutely not. I've said before, this LBGTQ XYZ movement is really about attacking our religious freedoms, but I could be wrong. I'm honored to have with us tonight George Carneal. He's been on the show before. He is the author of From Queer to Christ, My Journey into the Light, and he has been a speaker at many uh, places all over TV as well as churches and, and beyond. And he joins me now to talk about Ivan Provorov, but, but even more importantly, the bigger picture story that has to do with standing up for our religious uh, freedoms and our Christianity. Hi, George Carneal. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me back. Okay, I love what you had to say about um, a, a, about this guy Provorov. Um, share your thoughts when you know when when you first heard this story. I'm so thankful there's somebody who has backbone and who's willing to stand up for their faith and their beliefs or lack of whatever it is without uh, kowtowing to the liberal social justice crazy mob mm-hmm. and, and not backing down. Uh, if only more Americans would do this, perhaps we could kind of stop this insanity. But I was very thrilled that he stood his ground and that he didn't apologize. I want to tell your listeners, never apologize, because it, they're never going to accept your apology to begin with, mm-hmm. and they will destroy you no matter what. There is a narrative. There is an agenda behind the agenda, 
And it's not only taking away the religious freedom, but as someone who lived in the homosexual lifestyle for 25 years, and I was involved in a lot of political fundraisers when I was in L.A., I understand the mindset of the LGBT community and the activists and the political goals of what they are trying to achieve. And if they get their way, there's, the day is coming where they're going to also include pedophilia, get that under the LGBT umbrella. And it really is to silence all opposition to anything that they want to push that is perverted and twisted and ungodly, strip the rights away from the parents, of course, take away our religious freedom. And really, it's not about inclusivity and love and tolerance. It really is about submission, mm -hmm. domination, and control. And people have to fight against this. And I want them to know that there are a lot of gays and lesbians, even drag queens, who are speaking out, mm -hmm. who are fair-minded. They absolutely agree with Ivan, and they are on board with this, and they want the children left alone. So stand firm and fight against this agenda. It is insidious mm -hmm. and it is going to destroy America. It is the Trojan horse meant to destroy this country. One of my favorite Instagram accounts that I follow and who doesn't, I mean, they, which is one of the reasons why they've been banned everywhere is gays against groomers. Right. Yeah. And, and they've, they've just done such, such amazing work. We've got to be pushing back because uh, from the way I see it, 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 George, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but it started out with Christians being told that they needed to be tolerant. And then tolerance um, became validation. Then it wasn't just enough to tolerate. Then you had to validate. You had to tell somebody that their lifestyle choices, whatever it was, was valid, that that was a perfectly good choice. And in doing that, even with tolerance, um, what offering tolerance even before validation meant subjugating and denying your own beliefs. That was the first mistake that we made. We should have never gone around that. You know, why, why should I have to tolerate what somebody, what, what does that mean? I, you know, where's the tolerance for me and for my beliefs? If you want tolerance, you've got to extend that to me. And that means that I get to say whatever I want to say about my, my belief system, right? Then it went to validation to where we had to validate and tell somebody, yes, yes, what you're doing is, you know, is biblical. And now it's forced participation. And it, and I don't know how we get the toothpaste back in the tube. Um, I guess it's an inch at a time. I guess it's by people like, uh, like Ivan Provorov uh, speaking up and refusing, having the courage to do it. People being willing to sacrifice something, right? Whether it's being willing to like like the doctors that were willing to give up their jobs uh, or, or medical licenses to refuse to get jabbed. Um, you have certainly stood up bravely, courageously against this movement. And I, I would imagine that you've had to sacrifice some things in the course of that. Yes, I've lost a lot in the process. I've been silenced. I've had my Patreon account shut down for hate speech and the constant attacks from YouTube and threats to shut down my account. Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, Andrea, you know what's right and what's wrong, and we mm -hmm. have to stand up for what's right. And what I want the listeners to understand is this. The LGBT community and liberals in general are great at pulling at the heartstrings. And the one thing they will tell you is if you don't subjugate yourself and if you don't fall in line with this agenda, you're harming people and they're going to kill themselves. Yep. It's all, it's all a bunch of bull. I lived that life for 25 years, and I'll tell you why they want to kill themselves. Because it's a miserable, destructive lifestyle. And what they hate about me is that I expose the reality of that life. What you are being told by the media and Hollywood is sanitized. You're not being told the truth. It is a miserable, destructive lifestyle, and they will never find any peace and happiness in that. Their only true peace and joy is going to come from knowing Christ is their Savior and knowing that there is hope in getting out of that bondage. And we must stand up against this agenda, speak the truth in love. 
because mm-hmm. these people are broken. They need help and they can get it. But the media is not going to cover stories like mine because it goes against the narrative. Right. And you know what? And and then also I would have to say that it's our job as Christians to share the truth and and share the story of Jesus and to do it with love. Um, mm-hmm. the, the left wants to conflate that and say, um, well, it, you know, um, actually, one of the things that that I get hit with all the time is that, that the, the Lord doesn't say anything um, about same sex marriage in the Bible. God's word is clear about marriage being between a man, man and a woman, that there's male and female. God, God does not make mistakes when assigning gender. Uh, David and Jonathan were not gay, and I touch on all of this in my book, and From Queer to Christ. In the very back of the book, I take all of those talking points mm-hmm. that they use to shut Christians down, and I debunk it with Scripture. So if you want to familiarize yourself with it, you can um, use that, get the book. Uh, familiarize yourself with those mm-hmm. uh, that chapter. And lastly, if they want more information, my website is George Carniel, C-A-R-N as in Nancy, E-A-L.com. And I have a lot of resources and a lot of information exposing this agenda on my website. There is hope in Christ. There is hope in Christ. And I guess my point is, is our, it's our job to share it and share it lovingly. But if they reject it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to then back off of my belief simply because somebody rejects my ideology. And that's what they're trying to do to us, right? They're trying right. to, trying to subjugate us that if, if, if we disagree, um, and I actually said this, I have some friends of mine that are in the LBGT community. And I, and I said years ago when it came to same sex marriage, I said, your, your, your movement is not about civil rights rights when you seek to deny me my civil rights correct and that and that's what's going on here yes there's no mutual respect but yet the everything they condemn the christians for they are doing it themselves and for the gays and lesbians and even ex-gays like myself who've come out of that lifestyle they attack us they Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. are the most intolerant people and they are such bullies they are nasty people not all but they're the the most outspoken activists there's no tolerance, and they don't want to hear anything else. They want you to affirm mm-hmm. and believe like they do. They want you to deny your own reality and fall in line with their delusional world that you can change your gender and all of this other nonsense. We must not play the game, and I'm not going to play the game. Everyone else may do it, but you must stand against this agenda. And, and it, that includes speaking up against those many people behind this agenda are not even gay themselves, because there's a political Correct. movement here that's using the LBGTQ uh, a, a agenda and using that lifestyle as a battery ram to completely destroy the fabric of this country. It's a cultural Marxist movement to destroy the fabric of our nation, the Judeo-Christian principles in which we were founded, the family unit of man, woman, married, having children, and and completely turn that on its end. And um, look look at look at the destruction of the ability to procreate as a family with the the transing you know of children, which is absolutely despicable. I've told many times the story, George, about how I was that child. I was a child that thought a mistake had been made. I thought it was a boy trapped in a girl's body. And it was just because, you know, I never wanted to be the kid playing with a Barbie doll. It just wasn't my thing, right? I was the kid that wanted to, you know, ride bikes and jump out for trees and stuff. That's just what I was about, right? I just didn't, you know, I, I played with my brother, wasn't interested with my sister. And I'm so grateful 
that I was raised at a time in which raised by two Marines that would have never put up with it today, even in today's world. But they did the right thing. They just ignored it. Right. And then puberty kicked in and like 90 something percent of kids like me, I became, you know, the woman that God intended for me to be. So to me, it is just the worst abuse of children going on in this country that and they're going younger and younger specifically just to avoid a child reaching puberty and no longer wanting to go along with their agenda. What we're doing to children just makes me so angry as a part of this overall um, movement here. And you're right. Then it includes the next step, which is pedophilia. And I see that at pride parades, George. I see children being brought into these pride parades where there's open sex going on around them and they're twerking and, and doing all this kind of nasty stuff. And it just it just makes me crazy what we're doing to children. So you know what, listeners, if, if for no other reason, you've got to be pushing back. If you're not going to push back for children, if this isn't the hill you're willing to die on, then you are as depraved as the people in this movement. That's my thoughts, George. Absolutely. And they're going to answer to God for it. And if mm-hmm. this whole thing infuriates you and you continue to vote Democrat because it's their policies, they're the ones who are pushing this. Don't complain one day when men and women, grown men and women, can legally have sex with your children and grandchildren. Don't you dare complain. That's you right. must stand against this and vote Republican. I'm not trying to make any political statement. Yes, we know there are some within the party who are just scumbags as well. Yeah. But as far as the policies are concerned, it's the Democrats who are pushing this perversion, and they are destroying the lives of these children. And as someone who has seen the destruction of former transgenders, uh, who've had their lives destroyed by this lie. It's really sad and heartbreaking. And just the number of parents and pastors who reach out to me who have children in that lifestyle and what has happened to them and how it's tearing families mm-hmm. apart. It's really heartbreaking. It is. And but I, I love your book, From Queer to Christ, My Journey into the Light. And I love that you debunked many of the the myths at the back with scripture. I think it's a book everybody needs to get and, and hand out to to their family. Tell everybody how they can get it. Uh, you can get it on Amazon and on my website again, georgecarneal.com. You'll see more information and other areas where you can get the book. But I highly encourage you to get it and especially get it into the hands of the LGBT individuals. Be patient with them. Have empathy and compassion. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. cannot and do not see that they are pawns being right. used in an agenda that is going to not only destroy their lives, but enslave humanity. And we must wake these people up. Absolutely. Well, God bless you, George. Thank you so much for what you're doing. And thank you for being here tonight. Thank you, Andrea. Have a good night. You too. All right, you guys, stay tuned. we got more coming up to share with you guys. We've actually got a really interesting follow-up story um, out of L.A. It seems like karma, if you believe in karma, karma might have stepped in when it came to a certain uh, attempted murderer up in L.A. We've got that story and more to share with you on the other side of the break. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Don't mind me, just uh, window shopping food on Instagram during the break. <laughs> I have decided what I'm going to bake this weekend, though. I am going to bake this weekend... Something called, actually, my sister posted this on, um, my sister posted this on, it's called the Kentucky 
She posted it on Facebook. Or aptly called what you're bringing skins on Monday. Well, I don't know. You don't have as much of a sweet tooth as me and our general manager has. That's true. This is called the Salted Caramel Kentucky oh, Butter Cake. Oh, you lost me at caramel. Salted Caramel Kentucky Butter Cake. <laughs> May our fearless leader enjoy. <laughs> I'll be sure to bring in some for him. Okay, we've got lots of COVID news to get into. Um, in, in spite of the fact that what's the Biden uh, administration, Department of Justice, doing in court? They trying to get subpoenas in order to go and, and do raids in, into all the Biden family properties to for these classified doc, documents? No! <laughs> Silly child. No, they were back in court trying to reinstate the federal mask mandate on uh, air travel. And this coming after the president declared in September that the COVID-19 pandemic is over. Now, you remember that we had um, in in tonight's show's Heroes and Zeros, we had a hero in the state of Florida, one person who filed a lawsuit against these masks. And I can't even remember now. I, I think he just said it was discriminatory. And a judge in Florida shot down and ruled that the mask mandates on airlines was unconstitutional. Remember that? And suddenly the masks went away. Well, they're trying to get it reinstated um, because it was never going to go away. It was never about your health. It was never about anything but communistic crap. I don't care. I don't care what propaganda they're pushing towards you now. I don't care if we're now X, Y, Z, Z, X, Y. Remember that road between here and Vegas, the Zizix road? That's how you know you're getting close. That's how you know you're getting close to Vegas. I actually watched a YouTube video video the other day of somebody who actually drove down the road. Oh, really? Yeah. At the end of the road is some kind of resort that an old uh, celebrity and actor, I can't remember who it was, had actually created a resort out there. It was actually kind of cool. Now call me curious. Yeah. Check it out. Um, so while the Biden administration is trying to get masks put back on planes um, for passengers, maybe they ought to be being a little forthcoming with what's going on with the pilots and their heart health and, and their ability to not, you know, stroke out or have a heart attack in the middle of a flight. Here's uh, and y'all know that I don't usually like to play any clips from a certain network that went woke. Um, what's that? Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, um, maybe that's a good thing um, because I don't like playing clips from other shows. But basically what's happened is that the FAA had um, stringent guidelines um, for the health of pilots, and now they have adjusted it. They've made a major change in the health requirements for pilots with heart damage. Gee, now why? what could possibly make the FAA decide to... to um, minimize or lower the health heart health requirements for pilots hmm bueller bueller could it be that the shots now have caused so much heart damage that they're willing now to accept um they've changed and broadened the quote acceptable ekg range for commercial pilots the change now allows people with injured hearts cardiac injury to fly the faa made this change last october um, just after the vaccines were rolled out and made mandatory. Um, the FAA is claiming, quote, they follow standard processes based on data and science. <laughs> right. Um, Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long is an Army flight surgeon, and uh, she came on. This was on Tucker, and um, she basically went on to say that, yeah, this is a problem. 
And this is why Trump needs to stop pushing these shots. Because it's not going to help him going into the 2024 campaign. Um, Speaking of heroes, John Rich, speaking of heroes with shots, he uh, has won a lawsuit. Remember back um, one of the requirements was before they were finally going to let us go back into public. When it came to going to large events, you had to get shots in order to go in, right, and show your proof of shots. Well, country singer John Rich... Uh, stated during the lockdowns that he would, quote, never play a concert venue that forced fans to show their, quote, papers for entrance uh, for entry concerning COVID. Uh, He tweeted Thursday, quote, one venue added that rule after I agreed to play. So I canceled it and the promoter sued me. He lost the case today. Happy to say I never bent the knee. Don't have too many people, Andrea, that stood up like that. That's right. One uh, user tweeted back to uh, him and said, thank you for sticking to your principles. Uh, Stands like this are few and far between with high profile people who have a lot to lose. That's true. This is what I'm talking about, that people with heroes are not um, athletes just because they wear a uniform. Heroes are people who actually are willing to sacrifice, make a sacrifice for something that they believe in. I believe also Eric Clapton did the same thing. Um, I, yeah, I, um, I, I don't know, um, if a lawsuit resulted, but I do know he said he wasn't going to go along with that. Um, he's also, oh, also a reminder that he is behind the creation of a new bank titled Old Glory Bank. Oh, that's right. Right. Which, um, is, is a counter to banks that have started to punish people, uh, and cancel people for their views, which is basically social credit scores happening in this country um so hat tip to john rich for that systems back up by the way okay well we're passed on but i'm glad the system's back up in case we want to play some more clips one more story on covid um there have been multiple studies suggesting that the covid19 shots are inducing persistent shingles reactivation by interfering with the immune system if you've ever had shingles and basically what shingles are is it's, um, you had chicken pox as a kid, it stays in your system. And then at some point, typically I think if you are, you know, compromised immune wise, maybe you've had the flu or you just run down, it can show up. And in an adult, it's extremely, extremely painful. And, <clears throat> and there's been multiple studies now. Uh, confirming that the COVID shots are re- uh, are not just inducing shingles, but to be reactivated. According to one recent case study, persistent post-jab shingles were associated with the presence of COVID-19 jab uh, spike protein in the affected skin. The researchers speculate that the COVID-19 jab may induce persistent shingles reactivation by perturbing the immune system. Um, here's how it, here's how it works. I'm going to try to explain this. The COVID-19 shots suppress your innate immune system by inhibiting something called the type one interferon pathway. It's, which is the first stage response to all viral infections. And what happens is your interferon pathway is what keeps viruses in check so you come in your body comes into contact with a virus and your type 1 interferon pathway recognizes the virus as foreign and starts to fight it the COVID-19 jab interferes with your body's ability to fight a virus right to explain even more it's uh, the type 1 interferon is suppressed by the jab because 
um, your interferon responds to viral RNA. But the shot is not viral RNA. It's RNA modified to look like human RNA. So that's the whole gene therapy thing. So the interferon pathway is not triggered. So these shots bypass your body's immune system and disturbs it. And again, don't you think, Andrea, all of this should have been A, figured out, and B, released to the public before anybody was forced to get a jab? Right. So these shots are weakening the immune system. And... um The Journal of Cutaneous Immunology and Allergy uh, said that persistent post-jab shingles, a.k.a. herpes zoster, is an infection caused by the varicella zoster virus, was associated with the presence of COVID-19 jab spike protein in the affected skin. So, there you have it. Just another reason, unless you want to have persistent shingles and excruciating pain for the rest of your life, just another reason you might want to rethink the COVID-19 jab. Going to take a break. When we come back, got more stories to share with you guys, so don't you go anywhere. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Continuing our Heroes and Zeros edition tonight. Uh, zero, a hero was the San Francisco, and I'm going to call him a hero. A lot, it was controversial. The San Francisco gallery owner opened up a, a hose to try to move a homeless gal who w- was obviously out of her mind, mentally ill and psychotic. And you know what? While I don't normally subscribe to somebody getting physical, I understood. This was an old man, by the way. His livelihood is being jeopardized by this woman. That, and he was left desperate because the authorities wouldn't do anything to help him, right? Well, he has now um, been arrested um, by the San Francisco police. So while the woman who was allowed to destroy his business by camping out, drug addicted or whatever, or whacked out of her mind, refusing to move. I, and he, all he wanted her to do was just move down the street away from his business, and she refused to do so. Well, he's been arrested, charged with misdemeanor battery. Now, uh, Elaine, one of our, our friends who listen, who listens to the show, she did say, and I don't know if Elaine may, it may be an attorney, she did say that this actually was criminal battery. Um, and they charged him with a misdemeanor battery, quote, for the alleged intentional and unlawful spraying of water on and around a woman experiencing homelessness, experiencing homelessness. OK, I don't know how this woman became homeless. I don't know the particular circumstances, but I do know that her choices in her life led her to that place. And why is she being allowed to destroy somebody's business? We've had this debate here on the show. Should people have the right to just live on the streets? No. Those, that sidewalk is paid for by taxpayers. That man owns that business and spent money and, assume, and invested and assumed legal liability for that business. And he's being terrorized by a woman who, through whatever choices of her own, directly led her to that spot. And she refused to leave. Where's justice for him? No, it's even more angering, Andrea, because the authorities would not remove the person. No. So what's he supposed to do? Right. An unhoused member of our society. Uh, no. One of the things that we need to be doing is we need to be pushing back against that language. 
Look, do I have sympathy for somebody? Many Americans are one paycheck away from homelessness. And I have complete sympathy and empathy for them. And let me tell you, I have toured Father Joe's villages in downtown San Diego. And he one of the things he says is never give a dime or said before Father Joe Carroll died. Never give a dime to anybody panhandling on the streets. Because if they legitimately wanted a roof over their head, legitimately wanted to become a contributing member to society and get off the streets, they wouldn't be panhandling. They'd make their way down to his facility and they would get the help that they need. They don't want to. Because they're choosing drugs or alcohol. He wasn't the problem. She is. My sympathies only extend to people that are willing and looking for help. Not those looking to take advantage of society or impose their crap on others. That's my thoughts on that. Now for a good news, a feel-good story. Remember the uh, 15-year-old who was caught on video aiming his car at a young mother pushing a stroller and actually ran into her? And up in uh, L.A. County, where they love criminals and attempted murderers, he only got a few months in a diversionary camp. Well, um, come to find out, he was, he's now 17, and he was shot dead in a driveway in Palmdale. Sources close to the investigation said he had been at a fast food restaurant earlier trying to, quote, get with a girl. By the way, before he had tried to mow down and try to use his car, can we, how come the left isn't talking about common sense car control at this point, by the way? Um, He had, he had already committed some crime. I can't remember what it was before he tried to gun her down. Um, he was at, he had actually was, I don't know if he was fleeing the scene of another crime or what he had done. Um, let me see if I can find that here in the story. He was, he had already been at the time that he tried to gun down, uh, mow down this, this young mom and her baby in a stroller. He was already on felony probation for poisoning a high school girl's drink. At the time of the hit and run. And yet he still only got a few months. So you know what? I don't know what led him to be gunned down in a driveway. But I, you know, say good riddance. Good riddance. The woman who was mowed down, uh, she said that she was had conflicted feelings because she felt bad for the 17-year-old's mother. Um, and said, you know what? If the justice system had done done their job, he would be in jail and he would be alive. And his mother would have her son. I don't know who his mother is. I don't know if she's a good mother or not. But, you know, I say, you know, somebody that at 15 had already poisoned another girl, tried to mow down a woman and her toddler. I say the world's better off without him. That's my take on that. Um, I don't know if I now, you know, I wanted to talk about this story earlier. And now I don't know that I want to talk about this story. The Stephen A. Smith story. Is it worth is it worth mentioning? I think it kind of is because Stephen A. Smith is somebody that's known. If I used to I in my I'm a recovering NFL addict and in my NFL addict days, I used to watch ESPN in the morning and, and I used to watch Stephen A. and Skip Bayless, you know, debate. 
And I had to, even before I stopped watching the NFL, I had to stop watching ESPN because of the wokeness and the the politics and stuff. And Stephen A. became one of the worst for me. Um, but at least he was known for being a loudmouth. I mean, like that, that's his brand, right? To be the, be the big mouth guy pushing the envelope and saying, you know, stuff. So it, So it's kind of surprising to me, but maybe it shouldn't be, that he has issued an apology for saying something so minor, so trivial, so petty, so immaterial, and also right on. That it actually shows the state of decline where we're at in this country when it comes to free speech and cancel culture. Because Stephen A., so woke and so on the side of, what's his face who was taking the kneel? Taking the knee. The guy, the crappy quarterback that nobody wanted to hire. And then nobody even wanted Kaepernick. He was so, so on Kaepernick's side. He became such the voice of Black Lives Matter that you would think that he would be impervious to the cancel culture. But hold up now. There is nobody impervious to the cancel culture. And that's what should be the lesson of this story. Even so, that's why I wasn't sure if I should talk about it. But to me, it's a reminder of how bad and toxic and how far we've gone as cancel culture. Here's oh, what, once they're de- once you're done being useful, they will cast you to the side. They don't they don't care who you are. Wokeism isn't about principle. It's not about integrity. It's not about anything but power and control. And they don't care who you are. They don't care what issue that or how you've carried water for them in the past. When you're Stephen A. Smith and you're not even allowed to say Beyonce is better than Rihanna and you're forced to apologize because Rihanna's going to be doing the halftime show and his remark was she ain't Beyonce. And for that, this black man, the voice of Black Lives Matter, is 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 is, is got the backlash, and he's got to he's got to apologize. That's how off the deep end we are in this country. I'm no fan of Stephen A. Smith, but I, I mean, well, that's why you never you never count out of the woke to, to the left because it, it, it does not matter. Like I said, when you are done being useful, Andrea, you're gone. And the worst thing you can ever do is apologize. What he should have said was, "Yeah, I said it. She ain't Beyonce." He did go on to say at one point after he apologized, I never I never thought it was going to be a crime uh, to be a fan of somebody. But it is when it when we are now the United States of America and and the idea of diversity, equity, inclusion means that everybody must march in lockstep and goose like goose step along with the brown shirts over, you know, a particular ideology or else you're done. And that's where we're at. How do we how do we stop this? Well, one of the things that we need to do is we need to start holding the left. We had a chance of taking out Whoopi Goldberg when after she issued the anti-Semitic remarks. Turned a blind eye. And and the Republicans decided, well, like like Sean Hannity, I'm never going to ask for anybody to be because he doesn't want anybody going after him. Because he has no principles or integrity either. That's why they oh, win. That's why they win. Right? Because there's a game being played and we're not in it at all, let alone in it to win it. If we started holding the left to their own standards, they might knock some of this stuff off. I don't have any sympathy for Stephen A. I hope he loses his job on ESPN. Anyway, that's my thoughts on that. We're going to take a break. We come back. Final segment of tonight's Andrea Case. You've got to hear of the week and stink of the week. 888 344 1170. 888 
Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. All right, Skin. So it's been a crazy week. We've had a lot of different stories tonight. Heroes and stinks. What stands out to you? Do you have a hero of the week? Yeah, you know, there there are a few, but I think the one that just stands out to me more than anything else, because it's just crazy how the roles have reversed. Ivan uh, Provorov, I hope I'm saying the name right. Again, mm-hmm. apologies if I'm not. But that took guts, and he just stood up for his principles and his ethics and his faith yeah. and didn't care what the backlash was going to be about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, got a stink story to mention that I haven't mentioned yet, uh, thanks to um, John Longo on the Facebook live stream. Yeah, I saw this article today, and I pulled it, and I forgot to mention it tonight. San Diego banning gas stoves by 2035. Did you hear about that, Skins? Uh huh. So uh, I'm curious uh, now. Does, does this go along with with the state where it's like if as long as you already have one, you're safe, or do you have to retrofit your home? It's going to include retrofits. Let me see. Pull up the article um, that I sent to myself today and forgot about it. So thank you, John Longo. See, this is why I have the best uh, listeners and fans. Um, not fans, listeners and friends. Um. Let's see what it says. Um, The plan's goal, this according to uh, Mayor Todd Gloria, it's an update to the city's climate action um, plan. Uh, The plan's goal is to eliminate almost all natural gas use from buildings in the city by 2035. It includes not only buildings that have yet to be built, but calls for retrofitting apartments, restaurants, and skyscrapers to run solely on electricity. Um, First of all, um, when this was mentioned as a national thing, restaurants have said you're going to destroy your industry because there are many meals and types of food that must be prepared. Cannot do it on electric. And you can't do it on electric. Number two, um, do they not understand that electricity is run by fossil fuels? I think they do. I just think they are hoping we don't think that. Yeah, this is kind of stupid. Zeroing out emissions at home, solar panels. This is part of their plan. Solar panels, insulated walls, floors and attic, energy efficient windows and doors, electric car, heat pump, water, heat pump, water heater, heat pump, dryer, induction stove, smart thermostat, heat pump, heating and cooling. I have said many years ago. If they could get control over health care in the energy sector, they had complete control over our lives. And that smart thermostat means they're going to be controlling your heat and your air conditioning. Oh, yeah. They can turn it on and off whenever they'd like. And I actually I heard a little bit about this. And so I did a little bit of research, Andrea. Mm-hmm. If you were to ref- retrofit your home on all of these things, it's going to run the average homeowner about twenty five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Retrofitting apartments, what's that going to do to rent? Yep. Yeah. I guess they want another mass exodus from California. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, this is the kind of thing that's going to that's gonna be rolled out everywhere. And, you, and this is why people are going to have to, you know, it, it just brings up another discussion about divorce in this country and splitting into red states and blue states and, and just dividing up we the country. We don't think the same. Yeah. The city's plan sets a dramatic target. This is according to the Voice of San Diego. 
phase out gas from 45% of existing buildings by 2030 and then 90% by 2035. Uh, that's equivalent to cutting 1.9 million metric tons of greenhouse gases. Oh, it, really? I mean, the, the, pulling out number, numbers like this out of your hiney is not impressive. And again, like to you me. said, electricity is run on natural gas. Yeah. Cutting fossil fuels out of homes means replacing gas stoves with electric powered induction stops. Um, hmm. <laughs> Who's going to tell them? Yeah. So definitely, thank you, John. That's definitely a nominee for, for Stink of the Week. When it comes to Hero, yeah, I got to give it to the Russian player. It takes guts. It not only takes guts, I love the fact that it took a Russian to show how to, how, how, what. Well, like I said, how the tables have turned. Yeah. It took a Russian to show Americans why religious freedom is important and why you need to stand up for religious freedom and to have courage instead of being in lockstep with the communistic movement that's happening in this country. Because that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Think about think about the oppression involved. You're going to put this shirt on whether you agree with this or not. Pick your ism, totalitarianism, authoritarianism. Tyranny. Well, that's not an ism. And, and it's all under the guise of diversity, equity, and inclusion. This is why I'm no longer tolerant of your movement. I don't have to tolerate you. I certainly don't have to validate you. And, I'm not, I, and I don't have to participate. Imagine if uh, every one of those players had been told they needed to wear a jersey that says, I love Jesus. What would happen then? Where's the inclusion there? We had a, we had a football coach that got reinstated because he started taking a knee and, uh, on the field and praying. And then the students started joining him and he never invited anybody to join him. He didn't mandate anybody. They just did. And they fired him. But yet players are supposed to be forced to, to wear pride shirts. That's That's just sick to me. And that analogy you just gave right there is absolutely perfect, Andrea, because it goes and it demonstrates what they are trying to do, what they are trying to destroy here in America. Yeah. They're trying to destroy every aspect of our, our society and what it was founded on. Just complete destruction. Oh, um, follow-up stink of the week for me is Nikki Haley. Hashtag never Nikki. Girl, you ain't never going to be POTUS. You were good at the U.N., but you were horrible as a governor because you participated in the cultural Marxist movement and you helped launch it and what's going on. And I ain't never forgetting about it. Eh. Hashtag never Nikki. We'll see y'all Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you guys for being here. Love you all so much. Peace out. Stay safe, my dears. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.